You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins were trying to avoid a sweep at the hands of the Atlanta Braves. The Marlins 51-69. and 69. The Braves were 64-56. and 56. The front runners in the National League East. Left-hander Jesus Luzardo went opposite of the veteran right-hander Charlie Morton. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Back on the 10th inning show. Braves win it 11-9 tonight to sweep this three-game series. It was one of the strangest games you'll ever see. It was all Atlanta for 8.5 and, and 11-3 lead on what had been a sloppy night for the Marlins, including a club record tying 12 walks allowed by Marlins pitchers. Braves were cruising along until the Marlins shockingly somehow pushed across six runs in the ninth, got the winning man to the plate before it ended. Atlanta wins it 11-9. Charlie Morton started against Jesus Luzardo, and the Braves had a chance to strike first in the top of the first inning. With one out against Luzardo, Jorge Soler walked. The first of a dozen walks for the Braves tonight. Man at first, and it was the start of a big night for Freddie Freeman and a big defensive play for Miami. Lefty Luzardo fires one. Oh, ripped down the right field line. That's a fair ball. Going to go to the wall. Soler headed for third base. He'll be waved toward the plate. Coming home, the relay from Chisholm. Good throw, Jackson the tag, and out at the plate! Freeman ends up at third base. That was Sanchez to Chisholm to Jackson. Soler thrown out, 9-4-2 to to, two to keep this game scoreless. And Freeman will get stranded at third base when Austin Riley had a fly ball to center, so it wasn't easy, but Luzardo was scoreless first inning. Charlie Morton got on an early roll in this ball game. He would set down the first eight in a row before walking the pitcher Luzardo on four pitches in the third inning. He then got Miguel Rojas to ground out, and he was uh, cruising along in a scoreless game. Luzardo settled down after leadoff walk in the second, retired the next six consecutive Braves he faced until the fourth inning and leading off the fourth Freddie Freeman hit a triple his first of the season into the right field corner so in a scoreless game Freeman was at third nobody out in the fourth inning for Austin Riley great shout out to UKG for their support Austin Riley a line drive single to center in from third base Freeman and the Braves quickly take a one nothing lead on Luzardo here in the fourth inning a triple and single came in rapid succession so it was one nothing. Dansby Swanson then singled. Travis Darno walked as all of a sudden Jesus Luzardo lost control. The bases were loaded with only, at that point, still nobody out in the inning. Adam Duval drew a walk to force in a run, making it 2 to nothing. Guillermo Heredi, the number eight man, drew a bases loaded walk. That forced in a run. And at that point, it was a 3 nothing game. And Luzardo was pulled after three innings plus. Stephen Oakert, first man out of the bullpen. He caught the pitcher, Charlie Morton, looking at strike three. Finally, the first out in the inning, then went after Ozzy Albies. On 2-2, Albies, fly ball to right. Backing up on it, Sanchez. He's under it, makes the catch. Runner tags from third. Darno sprinting toward the plate. The throw over the cutoff man, and everybody moves up 90 feet on a sack fly by Albies. He has tied Aguilar for the league lead in RBIs, and the Braves have scored four times in the fourth to increase their lead to 4 nothing, Jorge Soler would strike out, ending the inning, but the damage was done. Nine to the plate, four cross it. 
and it was 4-0 Braves. that extend the lead in the fifth inning against Sean Gunther. A leadoff single by Freddie Freeman. Freeman in the fifth inning had already singled, doubled, and tripled in the game. He went to second base on an Austin Riley infield hit. Dansby Swatson a fly ball to right. Travis Darnot a strikeout. So Gunther came back two on, two down. A chance to escape the inning if he could get the former Marlin, Adam Duvall. The 0-1 to Duvall is hit well to center. Going back out of De La Cruz onto the track. Turns, plays it high off the wall. Freeman's in to score. Around third, Riley. He'll be held on a double by Duvall, and it's 5-0 Brave. So with Morton sailing along, the Braves out to the big lead. But the Marlins chip back into this game in their half of the fifth inning, finally breaking through with one out. Isan Diaz singled, start of a three-hit night for him. Alex Jackson hit by a pitch. And when Brian De La Cruz singled, the Marlins had him loaded with the pitcher spot due next. Jorge Alfaro came off the bench. The 1-2, and Alfaro breaks his bat. Ground ball to short. Swanson hurries to Albies. One back to first. There will not be a throw. A fielder's choice. Diaz scores. Miami's on the board. It's 5-1. And with a couple men on, a chance for Miguel Rojas to inch the Marlins closer. On 1-1, one, one, Rojas goes of the way. That's a base hit into right. That'll score Jackson to make it 5-2. to two. And now the Marlins get the tying man to the plate here in the bottom of the fifth. That's as close as the Marlins will get in that inning, though. Jazz Chisholm struck out for the third straight time, ending the threat. In the top of the sixth, Luis Madero, just back from AAA yesterday, came on, got the first two outs, but then he walked Jorge Soler, a man on for Freddie Freeman with a chance to make some history. Freeman blasts one to center field and deep. De La Cruz back at the wall. Home run and a cycle for Freddie Freeman. It's 7-2 Braves. A double in the first, a triple in the fourth, a single in the fifth, and a two-run homer in the sixth inning. Freddie Freeman has second career cycle. Second for Freeman in his career, the third ever against the Marlins. He joins Todd Helton. And Cody Bellinger, a couple of pretty good names with cycles against the Marlins. Only Bellinger had previously done it here at Lone Depot Park. Freddie Freeman adds his name to that list. And the Braves at that point led 7-2 in the sixth inning. Marlins got a run back in the seventh against Richard Rodriguez. A walk to Isan Diaz. A single by Brian De La Cruz. A wild pitch moved the runners to second and third. Pinch hitter Brian Anderson grounded out, knocking in the run, making it at that point 7-3. The Braves, though, would break it wide open against George Guzman in the eighth inning. Marlins done in by walks in the inning. A leadoff walk to Ozzie Albies, who stole second base. Jorge Soler, a fly ball to the wall in center for the first out. That got Albies to third. With a couple of open bases, Freddie Freeman was walked intentionally, putting men at first and third. One out, Austin Riley, an RBI single. Dansby Swanson singled, loading the bases. And then consecutive bases loaded walks to Travis Darnot and Adam Duvall. At that point... With Albies knocking in a run tonight and with Duval having knocked in three in the game, he had a three-way tie for the league lead in RBIs. Aguilar, Albies, and Duval, all with 84 runs batted in. A couple of batters later, after Guzman had left with an apparent arm injury, Paul Campbell came on with the bases loaded and one out. He walked the first man he faced, pinch hitter Jock Peterson. It was the third bases loaded walk by Marlins pitching in the inning and a club record fifth bases loaded walk allowed in the game. It was the 12th walk issued overall in this ball game, matching for the third time the most walks ever by Marlins pitching staff in a nine-inning game. 
When it was all said and done, the Braves had scored four times in that eighth inning. They led it 11-3. to It uh, was so out of hand that Sandy Leon got the ninth inning on to pitch for the fourth time this year. The Marlins catcher, he said to the side, one, two, three, though. Adrianza popped shortstop. He was the only man to get Freddie Freeman out tonight and a fly ball to the warning track and left. Austin Riley then a fly ball to right. And we went to the bottom of the ninth, 11-3 Braves. And who would have believed what would happen next? Josh Tomlin came on in search of the final three outs. Isan Diaz began the inning with a double. Alex Jackson singled, putting men at first and third. Brian De La Cruz, a sack fly to make it 11-4. Marlon showed some spunk. De La Cruz went two for three tonight. A sack fly and a run batted in. Sandy Leone, the pitcher, hit for himself, delivered a single. After Miguel Rojas fouled out to right field for the second out, Marlins still had some fight in them. Jazz Chisholm, an RBI single. Jesus Aguilar hit a two-run single. The Aguilar RBIs, numbers 85 and 86. All of a sudden, he's got the league RBI lead back yet again. And at that point, it was suddenly an 11-7 game. Aguilar at first, two outs, bottom of the ninth. Marlins down to one last chance. Jesus Sanchez. Sanchez, high drive, long way, deep right field, into the home run porch, a two-run homer off Will Smith to make it 11-9. A remarkable turn of events. The closer, Will Smith, had been brought on to face Sanchez in that spot. He, I have to imagine, had no thought at all he might be pitching with his team leading 11-3, going to the ninth inning. They got him warmed up in a hurry. They got him into the game. Sanchez, two-run home run. Smith then walked Lewis Brinson to get the tying man to the plate in the 10th inning. Isan Diaz, an infield single to the shortstop. That got the winning man to the plate. Marlins had been down 11-3 going to the bottom of the ninth. They had scored six runs to make it 11-9. They had Brinson at second. Diaz, the tying man at first. Two outs of the ninth. It came down to... Will Smith, the Braves' closer against Alex Jackson, the former Braves' catcher. And Jackson struck out to end it. And unfortunately, the Marlins' comeback falls short. A valiant effort nonetheless. Six runs in the bottom half of inning number nine. And Atlanta hangs on to win this ball game, 11-9. For the Braves, 11 runs, 10 hits, no errors, 11 left. For the Marlins, nine runs on 12 hits, no errors. They strand seven in the game. Charlie Morton, the winning pitcher, 12-4. and four. Jesus Luzardo, the loser, 4-6 and six overall, 2-2 two and two as a Marlin. Time of the ballgame, 3 hours and 49 minutes. The Braves have won 6 straight, 13-15. of 15. They have now won 10 in a row on the road, their longest road winning streak since 2009. They improved to 65-56, and 33-27 on the road. They continue atop the National League East. As for the Marlins, well, they had won 4 straight. This homestand began promisingly with... Three straight wins over the Cubs, but it ends with three straight losses to the Braves. Miami loses for the 70th time this season. Marlins are now 51-70, and 70, 19 games under. And with these three straight losses to the Braves, they fall back to 500 at Lone Depot Park, where they are 30-30 and 30 with 21 home games remaining. Marlins pitchers, we told you, walked 12 tonight. They also struck out nine. That's the better news. The nine strikeouts mean $225 will be donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. For the season now, we're approaching $26,000 through that initiative, up to 1,031 strikeouts for the year, uh, $25,775 to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative so far with the 9Ks 
by Marlins pitchers in this ballgame tonight. Rough night on the mound. Jesus Luzardo, three innings, four hits, four runs, five walks, four Ks, 74 pitches, 42 strikes. Uh, also banged around a little bit. Sean Gunther gave up a run on three hits in his one inning of work. Luis Madero, two innings, two runs on a hit, two walks, a hit batsman and a home run. George Guzman, two-thirds of an inning, two hits, four runs, four walks, one intentional. And the Braves get out of here with a win, 11-9. This is a really good Atlanta team. They were, in my opinion, the clear-cut favorite to win the National League East at the start of the year. And while certainly it's been an interesting path to August 18th for everybody in this division, as we sit here tonight, they would have to seem to be the favorite to win this division again, certainly playing the best baseball by a wide margin right now. They were so aggressive at the deadline. They improved their outfield dramatically. They added to their bullpen with Richard Rodriguez. And the Braves taking care of business. 6-0 and on this road trip against the depleted Nationals and the Marlins. They now head on to Baltimore. As for the Marlins, it's on to Cincinnati for four games against the Reds. 7-10 tomorrow, 7-10 Friday, 6-40 Saturday, and 1-10 Sunday. Don't have Marlins starters for the series yet. We'll see Luis Castillo tomorrow, Sonny Gray Friday. Wade Miley, the lefty, on Saturday, and Vladimir Gutierrez on Sunday for the Reds. Marlins' next home games, if you're thinking about coming out and joining us here at Lone Depot Park, well, they're not that far off because the Marlins are on the road for just these four in Cincinnati. At the end of that series against the Reds, they'll have Monday off. The Nats will be here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week, three straight 7-10 games. Then next week, and the Reds in town for 7-10 games on Friday, a 6-10 game on Saturday and a 110 matinee to close out that next six-game homestand. Next Tuesday, August 24th through Sunday, August 29th. Tickets available at marlins.com. Well, they uh, did everything they could late to come back. Unfortunately, they still ended up on the wrong side of things. Marlins fall to the Braves 11-9. Let's hear from Don Mattingly afterwards. Thanks, Jason. Hey, Donnie. Uh, just wondering, you know, what's the feeling after a game like this where you know the guys fought like crazy? Uh, to get back into it, but also that the uh, the walks, especially with bases loaded, played a factor in determining the outcome. Uh, you know, I think when you look at the score, it didn't feel like it was that close, obviously, until the very end. It felt like it was one of those games that you're just, you're kind of out of, but, you know, I'm happy that, you know, that the guys just kind of keep going and, and keep having at bats. And, you know, it kind of goes back to the old thing, right? It's never over until it's over. That thing just kept getting extended. Um, and next thing you know, we got the winning run at the plate, which is was awesome. Um, on the other side of that, uh, obviously a lot of walks again, uh, which is, you know, again, I, I, I think about during the game, it's really hard to have good offense when you walk that many people. And I, and I know it's a group thing, right? There's times you score, you don't, um, you don't get pitching. There's times you pitch, you don't get runs. But it, and it all happens together. But um, and I think I said it the other night in the first game. When you walk that many people, it's really hard for a guy to stand out there on defense that long and watch those kind of innings, and then think they're going to pop right in the dugout and have great at bats for you. And so that that's a tough part. Um, so yeah, it's a. Glad our guys kept going, but it, it's a, it was a, it's a tough game to watch tonight. I'll see most of it. With Jesus Lazardo, uh, in that fourth inning in particular, do you see that as an opportunity to see 
how he responds to trying to work out of a jam, how he responds to maybe the pressure of that inning. Is there almost a, a learning aspect for him, kind of a teaching quality to that struggle he had in the fourth? Sure. I mean, I think every time you walk out there, you have a chance, you're going to learn something. Uh, and I actually thought, I, I actually, I know it's like the one inning gets away, but I thought his he would do the ball better tonight than any other time. Like the misses were small. It looked like just just missing on pitches. Um, and so for me, that like, and since that's a positive, I mean, you think about the inning. Freddie hits the ball like kind of a single. The way we shift and, and the way we play him, it ends up being a triple. I mean, if you're playing an old-fashioned game, it's a single, right? But and you know, next I gets a base hit on a first pitch fastball, which is fine. They hit a ball in the hole that's just out of the reach that very easily could have been a double play ball. It just changed the whole inning. Just in, and from there, it kind of it it felt like it got a little too fast. Like the Duval walk it comes back, basically that that pitch can go either way. It's like it nicks the zone, but that inning just kind of got away and got fast. But for the most part tonight, for me, it looked like the misses are one as many just sprays way out of the zone. And um, he may not feel that way because of the result, but I, I know that Mel will, you know, get with him tomorrow. They'll look at each, everything that happened and they'll actually talk about, you know, what went good, what went wrong, you know, what was going on in your head right then. And and that's how that's how it works. And then you and you keep growing from there. That was a really long answer. <laughs> yeah, Donnie, you actually answered what was going to be my question with that answer. So uh, just before I forget, is Guzman okay? I know you guys want to check out uh, check him out. Yeah, I you know it just like he was moving his hand funny, and that's why we went out there. But he told Miggy he was fine. So. You know, maybe that's just like a little habit or something. Um, but yeah, that's why I, I grabbed Miggy to get out there and make sure that uh, in Spanish that, you know, he understood and he said he was fine. And then just for another Jesus Sanchez, um, just what have you seen, I guess, from his plate appearances since he's returned from the IL? It's been similar. Obviously, tonight early on wasn't, wasn't you know, had some some rougher at bats, but you know I thought Charlie was good early on us. And those kind of guys, they give them a, a little rope, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hang you with it. So uh, you know he's a guy who can get the ball to both sides of the plate with the breaking ball. He can get the ball to both sides of the plate with the fastball. He use that cutter to speed you up. You know, for a young club and a young player, this guy can be a handful. And uh, and for everybody's a handful, but especially young guys, when he's able to get both sides like that, he, you kind of don't know where to go with him as a you know without enough experience. So I think his his at bats have been okay, and um, he he looks he looks fine to me, and they look similar to before. I think he's hit some balls on the nose. You don't see him chasing way out of the zone, you know, maybe a little bit, but but nothing that says that's alarming. Daniel? Yeah, Donnie, pregame, you mentioned that there's, um, I mean, you have you, you have to use more than one way to get Freddie uh, out, and he just <laughs> found a way to, to, to hit a cycle. So it's just kind of 
uh, impressing me every time we, we see something like, like this, and especially with, with Freeman against the Martin. Yeah, Freddie's tough. He's a tough out. And um, he's, you know, he's pretty consistent. You see him early in the year. It's probably the um, worst I've ever seen him. You know, early on, he struggled, seemed to struggle early, but it's still, you know, he's still, still driving in runs. But now you knew that it was only a matter of time before he got going. And, you know, once he got going, you know, it wasn't going to stop. So, um, yeah, he, he's a, he's a tough out and, and I'm assuming it's for everyone, not just us. Lewis. Thanks, Jason. Donnie, with the pitching situation being what it was tonight, have you got, have you and Mel had any internal conversations about who's going to start the first game in Cincinnati tomorrow? Maybe somebody going to be from the minor leagues, or do you think you're going to have another bullpen day? Yeah, yeah. The way our bullpen right now is, um, sure, we we'll, we'll have to make some sort of move tonight. So we haven't we haven't made that, but there's definitely been conversations, and not just Mel and I, but you know, with everyone. That was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins lost to the Atlanta Braves last night. Um, well, Marlins now 51 and 70. The Braves are 65 and 56. A couple of games up on the Phillies and four and a half up on the Mets in the National League East. Uh, so Marlins swept by Atlanta after the homestand started really well with a sweep of the Chicago Cubs. Now the Marlins head off to Cincinnati for a four-game set that'll start tonight at 7:10 to be determined who takes the ball for Miami. The former Marlin farmhand Luis Castillo takes the ball for the Cincinnati Reds. He's been pitching really, really well as of late. They have a high-octane fuel offense in Cincinnati, especially at Great American Ballpark. That is the location of tomorrow's game, tonight's game, 7-10, Great American Ballpark, the bank of the Ohio River. We're on the air at 640 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.